Ray Phoenix puts on the brakes, back elbow again, goes up to the top. He's waiting on him. No! Mindbuster. And double A version. Yes, it. Earl Anderson was waiting on him on that one. Spoken into his existence, Don. Now Ray Phoenix elevated. Oh, magic killer. That's it. Oh, bang. Good the night. shot from Omega. One, two, three. Well, there you have it. Just like that, gentlemen. The winners of this match, the team of Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, and the AEW World Champion, Kenny Omega. Oh, when I, I said Brown Phoenix, I, I meant to say injure. So this is what we're getting now. Well, I tell you, the tag team experience of these three men really came through here and helped them out. The other three great singles wrestlers. Uh-oh. But the tag team, what is this now? The murder of the monster what is this? Archer. That's Archer. He's got history with all three of these men. And he is clearing the ring. Man, Gal just sent his merry way with one giant clothesline. We've seen Lance Archer with the Lucha Brothers and Pat before. And he is taking, look at him, he is, he is laying in shots on Gallows on the outside as Moxley crawling towards Omega. And we're looking for a three count here. These two big guys are fighting just all the way outside now. What is Moxley doing here? This match is over, but the fight isn't over. John Moxley has got some security out here. What do we have here? Oh! Moxley blindsided. the street fight coming up at Revolution. But before we get there, next week, here on Dynamite, you have to defend the TNT Championship against the bad boy, Joey Janela. Yo, yo, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold on a second. See, let me explain to you people what's going on. Team Taz, we're stuck outside the building. 
like a bunch of jabronis. We're not allowed in the building. And it cost us a pretty penny, a pretty penny, because Team Taz decided to take out some staffers last week. So we're getting punished. Hey, Darby Allen, you're defending that pretty, gorgeous TNT Championship next week, like Shivani said, against Janela. Well, we, Team Taz, will be in full effect next week, watching closely. And we'll be keeping a real good eye on you, Dobbs. We might even get up close and personal. You think that right, stuff? You know, doesn't matter if you're out there, Sting. If we were allowed in the building, I would look you dead in your eyes and I would tell you to your face that I don't think that you're the same man from the past. I don't think that you are the icon or the man that they call Sting. And like I said before, and I'll say it again, especially when you're dealing with Darby Allen, you will get hurt playing in the jungle. And as for you, Darby, well, all I have to say is good luck next week, man, because uh, you're definitely going to need it. I guarantee you. Okay, Team Taz. You say that you're going to be here next week for Darby's title match, and I got to let you know, I'm going to be here as well, and I'm going to make it, make sure that it's just a one-on-one -on -one match and that's it. It's not going to be Darby against his opponent and everyone else in the world underneath Taz. That ain't happening. Not on my watch. That's first and foremost. Secondly, Ricky, you say that when you look into the Stinger's eyes, you don't see the icon anymore. Maybe you need to take a closer look. Very intense, meaningful, and memorable words from the Stinger. The street fight at Revolution is coming up, but JR, something tells me we have a good chance of things getting dirty before that. Welcome to the PWC Presents Wednesday Night Skirmish with me, Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with no L or bullshit in the morning. Uh, I'm with my usual co-host, glad he's back, Jimmy T. Jimmy, how's Australia, mate? 
hot and wet, bro. <laughs> totally hot and wet. I fucking hate it, man. It's it's raining. It's pouring. Then the sun's out. Then it's raining. But it's fucking hot, man. It's got that tropical tinge to it. All you're doing is sweating your nuts off and just wanting to have a shower every five minutes, bro. Other than that, I'm good, man. I'm yeah, good. that sounds gross. It is gross, bro. Believe me, it's gross. <laughs> Can't stand it, bro. How's Canada, man? Is it freezing or what? Uh, yeah, today wasn't super bad. It was, uh, let's put it this way. If, if you don't have, like, because I, I work with heavy equipment for my day job, right? If you don't have that stuff plugged in, there's no way you're getting it going unless you got an ether bomb or something to get it going. It's, it's that cold. Man, I would trade that weather in a heartbeat right now. Please believe me when I tell you that, man. I prefer the cold any day over this yeah, you know, weather. You know, honestly, like, I think a lot of people in Canada would trade you for it, but there's no fucking way, man. I, I you know, the, the thing about the cold is, like, you can always just put on another layer and you'll right. be all right. With, with heat, especially that wet heat that you have down there, right now it's like there's nothing you can do you take off all your clothes and you're still sweating your bag off I'm, I'm getting zits from it man because i'm always sweating you know what i mean no for real i don't get fucking zits and now i'm just copping it dude just because of this shitty ass weather man it's depressing to me man like i said i'd rather be plowing snow right now than fucking than just frying actually it feels like you're getting microwave from the inside out you know what i mean that's that's what the sun feels like, bro. No, I I feel you, bro. I feel you. I you know, living in L.A. for uh, what happened? What happened? There we go. Living in L.A. for I just I X'd out of something and it closed the. It's no big deal. Um, <laughs> living in L.A. for a couple of years, like like after living in Canada my whole life, like that was crazy heat, dude. Like I remember I at imagine. one point the first summer. The first summer I lived there, I, I actually got a heat stroke. Really? Like I was living in an apartment with no AC. And I think even at night, it was like 96 degrees out or something. And it was just like murderous. <laughs> no, fuck that, man. I, and I can totally relate to it, dude. Because like I said, it's similar weather here. California and Australia is very similar when it comes to the weather. And it's just, yeah. ugh. Like, like I said, man, I don't know if they get, you know, hot and steamy. But here, bro... You just want to sit in water, man. That's all you want to do. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, it just it just makes you want to go to sleep, man. And even then, it's hard to sleep, you know. Yeah, for sure. That's 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 one thing, man. Like like here in Canada, we like where I'm at in Canada, we really only have like maybe a month of really hot weather. Really. So like so there's like a lot so it's it's warm right like we have like you know we have all four seasons and everything right, right? right. but like you know we have a pretty nice summer but it's not like super hot to the point where it's like oh shit i need air conditioning oh that's good but man. i'll tell you man like for that for that month where it's really hot it's the same kind of like la heat where it's like you know it's what? 100 degrees outside it's i hear freaking hot yeah i was gonna say i hear it does get hot in canada can i ask you actually before we start getting onto a hot dynamite, speaking of hot, you know, beach blast, whatever the fuck it is. Um, <laughs> man, do you guys go to the beaches in Canada while it's hot? Because I've never heard of a Canadian beach. Oh, for sure, beach. man. Okay, is there any decent Canadian beaches? 
I mean, the thing is, is like I don't live on the coast, right. so like the all the all the like big famous beaches or whatever are out on the coast, right? Where I'm at, like I live on a lake, right? But we have a number of natural beaches on the Lake of the Woods, and so people go out and visit all the time. Like, like that's what people do in the summer here is they go to the beach and they go swim, or they get in a boat and they go fishing or whatever. Okay, interesting, man. Anyway, let's get this fucking party started since it's apparently it's summer. It's summertime in Florida, right? In Jacksonville, so <laughs> it's uh, it's beach break, man. Oh, that's, that's like that's break. a big deal. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's beach break. Okay, so the show starts off. Um, I'm just yeah. This the show starts off with you know. <sighs> A multi-man tag team battle royal match. Woo-hoo. And, uh, yeah, so the way that this, this match works is that it's basically like a rumble, right? You have to get tossed over the, the top rope. Your feet both have to hit the floor. And both members of a tag team need to be eliminated. So if there's anyone left from a tag team, they win. Uh, which is... Fine. Um, the Young Bucks start off this match as if they're the fucking Terminators, just destroying everyone with, you know, their their huge arm lariats, you know, the huge arms that the Young Bucks have, right? Um, the huge Fuck, they got huge seven arms, inch bro. pythons that they're dealing with. More like two inch <laughs> two inch pythons, bro. Uh it's awful. But you know awful what's funny, shit, and it pisses me off every time I fucking see it. You know what's funny though. Speaking of seven-inch pythons, they do say their prayers and take their vitamins. Apparently, that's a shoot. Oh, do they? Do they? Yeah. Are they taking their their vitamins? They're, they're Christian good. as fuck, bro. In case you didn't know. Ah. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So, so I'm sure that somewhere in the back of their minds, they're, you know, they're like, no, this makes sense because with the power of Christ, we could totally do this to these people. Well, don't, can't, can't you see uh, how Matt Jackson wears the cross on his ears? Like he's Shawn Michaels circa 92. I honestly don't pay any attention to anything the Young Bucks do uh, because it just makes me mad watching them. Like, it (laughs) it legitimately, like, rises my my fucking blood pressure, dude. Like, I get mad watching these fucking idiots. Um, (laughs) Fucking idiots. Simple as that. Just fucking idiots, man. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Anyway, the Young Bucks do get eliminated. And uh, and then MJF and Jericho mock them. That was good. I was very happy to see that. I was like, oh, thank God, I don't have to watch another <laughs> fucking Young Bucks celebration. Uh. Um, basically, just it's everyone is everywhere doing everything kind of match. You know, a Young Buck match. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jericho and MJF win, and uh, they'll get a match against the Bucks at the pay per view. I just put like. Okay, cool. But I got to be honest with you, Jimmy. If if I turn on if I turn on another episode of Dynamite and it's the Young Bucks in a multi-man or multi-team tag match again, I'm just gonna turn it off and watch Community for a half hour. I, I don't. I really like. I can't handle watching these uh, fucking doofuses, powerbomb people or spear people. Spear. All hundred and seventy pounds of them with a spear. Fuck! You know what's Fuck even off. funnier, bro? Is it just me, or they're getting smaller by the week? 
<laughs> either it is or they're or they're just being booked against people who are a little bit bigger or something. But like, dude, like these guys like dude, I played football in high school, right? And I'm I'm six one, I'm two thirty. I was like two fifty in high school. Like I was big, right? I was big when I was playing. And there were there were dudes who I would like come up against in the line and they're bigger and stronger than me and I would be literally just huffing and puffing all game there's no way I could move them right if only I was the young bucks I could just spear those guys and be be fucking (laughs) awesome I just I I wish I could be Uh, as cool as the young bucks well if you got a super kick party powers bro (laughs) if you got super kick party powers bro then I'm sure you could do what the bucks do bro you could spear fucking you can be 120 fucking pounds and spear motherfuckers at a 300 pounds. No problem, bro. <laughs> oh, God. Super kick God, party. Okay. Any. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, next up here, we've got a video package from Jade. Um, there's not a lot to say here other than she lifts, bro. Um, How much do you bench, bro? <laughs> Holy shit. Like, this what do you lift, bruh? Fit as fuck. And she's got like a really, I, like, I personally think she's really, really gorgeous. Me too. Um, but she scares the shit out of me too, which is, which me is, me too. <laughs> that makes two of us, man. But you know what? She's a specimen, though, dude. In every sense, she's got the looks, literally, yep. like, like, she looks great. She's hot. I mean, I don't know how great she is in the ring, but if she can fucking match her in-ring fucking shit with the way she looks, she's money, bro. Oh, I, literally, dude. If if she's 10% in the ring how she looks, she'll be all right. You know what I mean? Like, she'll already be better than, like, 60% of the AEW women's division if she's... Did you say uh, she, she'd be I? She'd be I. <laughs> you're a character man okay uh <laughs> speaking of old white guys who are not as cool as they think they are tony shivani's out next oh shit <laughs> yeah, God. he introduces he introduces yeah he introduces darby <laughs> allen and then sting <laughs> um, that's a rib now man i'm convinced <laughs> They, they don't get a chance to say anything. Taz interrupts, and then Ricky Stark talks a little bit. Um, Sting says that he's going to protect uh, Darby Allen next week. <laughs> and I don't know about you, dude. This, this whole shit is just super flat for me. I cannot get up for this fucking program at all. Every time it comes on the screen, I just kind of roll my eyes, and I'm like, man, you could have done something cool with Sting. You fucked it up. <laughs> dude what the fuck are they doing like i've said this like the last two three weeks they're running around like headless fucking chickens bro like they just don't know like i said is it just me or do they seem disgruntled as well even sting doesn't seem to be feeling it man they just their their body there's there's no like something else it really honestly does seem you're no you're right you're totally right man it seems like they're just disinterested right and if they're disinterested, then why should we fucking be interested? You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, shit. But at least Taz is giving it a red hot go, too. Oh, he's he's going for it. And, I like, I feel like, you know, Ricky Starks is definitely a guy to watch. Right. I mean, 
Darby Allen, even I, I respect the way that he works, you know, a lot more than I did when I first started watching, for instance, because I get that his whole gimmick is I am small, but I'll throw my whole body into my offense. And that's like, it's at least believable. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like Absolutely. if a 170 pound guy is going to beat somebody who's 210 pounds, he's probably going to have to really step into his shots. You know, like he's probably going to have to really go for it to get the win. And, you know, I respect that. And I, I think that, you know, as I've heard him talk a little bit, um, you know, outside the ring, outside the, you know, out of kayfabe, uh, he <laughs> yeah. sounds like the kind of guy who could get wrestling, you know? Um, so, but yeah, this program is just flat as shit. It's the, awful. Well, the, the one thing about Darby Allen, look, man, I'm actually a fan of his. Uh, look, we bash him when we call him meth sting and all this shit, right? But he's not too bad. Let's let's give him his credit, right? I mean, deep down, we, we, we respect him, right? He's he's cool to watch. I get why he's popular. Don't get me wrong. I hate that skateboard shit, though. Let's, let's be real. He needs to just stop with that skateboard shit. But He needs to lose that. Yeah. Right. But he's a star, no doubt about it, man. He's definitely a mid-card star, and he's on his way up, like, for sure. You know what I mean? He's definitely the next Jeff Hardy for me. And that's a compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Like to me, Darby Allen is much much better to watch than say the Young Bucks, and I mean that. Like <laughs> yeah. I know that there's, I know that there's people listening to this, and they're gonna be like, the Young Bucks are the greatest fucking tag team of all time. No, they're not. They're fucking goofy ass <laughs> cruiserweights who think they can fear people. It's fucking stupid, man. It's the dumbest shit I ever fucking see. I swear to God, man. Like I'm not just I I don't just fucking rag on them to like do it for the show. I can't stand those fucking guys in the ring. <laughs> Man, I've got a love-hate relationship with those doofuses, that's for sure. Uh, all right, well, moving on here. We've got an actual good wrestling match. Thank the fucking gods we get a good wrestling match. It's Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. It <laughs> uh, was a heavy hitting match. to start off the match, dude. Right. Oh, man. Rosa lands some fucking heavy chops dude like <laughs> like holy shit did these reverberate throughout the building it was like damn like she laying this shit in you know um, what, man? let's give credit where credit's due man i thought b baker was a hack dude I, I i didn't see the talent in her i get it she's fucking baby's fucking misses and shit but you know what man she stepped up bro she has stepped up the last few weeks man so I'll give her credit. That, no doubt about it. She's on the way up. You know, I got to say, like, you know, when we first started talking about the AEW women's division, I think that I had said that there were really like maybe two or three women at the top. And that was Hikaru Shida, who I think actually is an excellent worker. Right. Um, uh, I think we said Serena and Thunder Rosa. And those were yep. the three tops. And then under that, there was a there was maybe one or two people who were just a rung under that. And then everybody else was crap. And I, but I do think that I think, I do think I remember saying that that rung under the top, Britt Baker was in there. Cause I do think that she's, she's not bad. And definitely in the last couple of weeks, she's stepped up her game quite a bit. Uh, I feel like she's had two straight, really competent, good matches. Um, not perfect, but better than I think that I was expecting for the first couple of weeks. Um, I really, I, I want to specifically say like her facials early on as she takes over, 
um, were like super believable. She she plays vicious very well. Uh, just something about the way that her that her facials are is like solid, super good. Um, there's a couple of problems that I did have with this match. Um, there's a there's a Death Valley driver on the ramp. <laughs> And it's not enough to get a win. It's like, <laughs> like, do you remember like Jake Roberts landing a DDT on the outside once and it being like booked as if he had just murdered a man and like that guy was off TV for six Dude, months? And that's what would happen. Like, <laughs> if he'd done a DDT on the floor, even, you know what I mean? It was fucking yep. over, like injury. That's it. Like, you know what I mean? This shit right here, man. I mean, look, this is professional wrestling in 2021, unfortunately, bro. Yep. Um, I, and I did think that near the end of the match, they started to get a little sloppy in that I think that their timing was just a bit off. Nothing like, nothing major. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on this match in, in any way. I'm just, you know, uh, they were doing pinning and counter combinations, uh, which I like. It's something that I really like. It's a good part of professional wrestling when you can make it look like two people are trying to get a win in that way right, right um but for whatever reason it just seemed like they were a step away from each other uh not quite in the right position kind of thing but definitely um baker's getting better and thunder rosa is tops man she's awesome uh, so the way that this ends is uh, Reba exposes the middle turnbuckle and Baker basically nails uh, Thunder Rosa into it with like a, a Sister Abigail type move. Um, Rosa goes completely out. Baker locks in the lockjaw. The ref calls it. Uh, yeah, good match. Definitely like for me, one of the highlights of the night, maybe the highlight of the night until the very end, oh. uh, which I mean, honestly, dude, like this, this episode of, of dynamite was hard for me to take. Um, and it saved it right at the end again. Don't get me, me started so... about the end, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll get there. But yeah, you, you, so you like, you like Britt Baker here. Um, it was a hard hitting to match. see what they do next because it, it was, it was a super hard hitting match. This was good. Uh, cause it's, seems like but it seems like this is sort of like it's over and then later on they talk about there being a like a, a women's tournament yeah. so I, I don't know if they're just jumping right back into it or or if somebody's going to actually get stronger booked on it like i would hate for Britt baker to go out in the first round and for thunder rosa to then move on do you know what i mean after this match where she's won i i don't know just i don't think i don't think they'll go that way that it wouldn't make sense to, but then in saying that, nothing makes sense with this company sometimes. So, look, I don't think they're going to go that way because it'd be stupid to. But then again, nothing surprises me. You know what I mean? Like, they, it's plausible with what you just said too, man. So, who knows where they go with that, but I, I doubt it. You'd think they wouldn't go that way, right? You'd think, you'd hope. But we'll we'll see what happens. I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Tony Khan to book things properly. Like he seems to get what wrestling fans want to see in terms of like the big spectacles, you know, right. Sting coming back or you know Kenny Omega, you know, saying you know, hey, watch me on watch me on Impact, you know, like he seems to get the big moments pretty good. 
Uh, but that to me just sounds an awful lot like Vince McMahon 15 years ago. And to be honest with you, like Vince McMahon is not a great wrestling booker. Like he's a good wrestling mind. I, I do I think agree. that he gets how to sell things. But he, he, I mean, he had to have guys like Pat Patterson around him in order he to needed, finish up booking. He needed the cream team around him, bro. He really did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing is, what you just said is 100% facts. I'll tell you what Vince is. Vince is a great businessman. He's not the best booker, but he's mm -hmm. a great marketer. He knows what he's doing when it comes mm -hmm. to, like, marketing the spectacle, if that makes any sense, right? You know, you know what I mean? Like, he, sure, but, yeah. but business-wise, the guy is one of the most ruthless businessmen to ever have lived. But when it comes to booking professional wrestling, sure, he's had a few uh, success stories. Like, for example, The Undertaker. He created The Undertaker, legitly, right? So we'll give him that. But he didn't create Hulkamania. He didn't create Ultimate Warrior. And I can go on and on and on. You know what I mean? As far as the attitude area went, he was definitely not the mastermind behind that shit. That's for sure. No, that's our boy Vince Russo. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, we're, we're going to move on here. We're going to talk about uh, coming up next here. We've got Matt Hardy and Hangman, and they're teaming up against uh, Chaos Project. I don't know why Chaos Project exists. I don't know why that's a thing. So pantaloons? Um, <laughs> uh sir yeah whatever uh basically it's a match it's a squash like at least an AEW squash like it's uh you know sir pantaloons and uh, uh <laughs> oh, shit and luther martin fucking... luther not junior um <laughs> uh, uh they get in a little bit of offense in the end here, it's uh, it's Hangman going over with the uh, buckshot, and Matt stealing the pin. If Matt, if they're trying to book this as Matt is, you know, clever and he's going to be able to <laughs> trick Hangman into joining his stable, why would they have him steal the pin here? <laughs> like, I guess Hangman's a fucking dumbass, right? I suppose so. That's, you know, I forget that. It's the thing where every wrestler in the world is the dumbest motherfucker you've ever met. Like, <laughs> every single time somebody's goddamn music plays, Ugh. they get distracted enough to lose a match. It's, I mean, I yeah. don't get that shit. I, don't, I still don't understand why they do that till, till this day. And every promotion is guilty of that shit. I, I just don't get it, man. No, I mean if you're in a fight you finish the fight you're in and if somebody else right. jumps you while you're having a fight it's like okay well i guess that'll get to, that'll turn into a disqualification and maybe <laughs> i can win the next fight it's like i i don't there's no logic to it and it's silliness <sighs> good old a dubs yeah a e dubs anyway next <laughs> up there's a promo about this women's tournament that they're gonna have there's a, a number of japanese wrestlers who i have no idea about including one who apparently really likes urine um excuse me fucking japan dude <laughs> yeah 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 fucking japan dude uh i know that jargo who shout yeah, out to jargo jargo was like super excited to see this girl uh on an american uh, tv i guess she's big in japan but like dude like i don't know like 
Everyone's big in Japan. <laughs> Who cares? It's, I'll get you. Look, shout-outs to Jago, because I promised him I'll start getting into stardom and the women's wrestling in Japan, but fuck, man, it's... I'm not going to lie, it's fucking hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't know who well, you're talking about. Well, I mean, about, when a person's gimmick is... When a person's gimmick is, I am the queen... Literally, she put out a thing... Like, she put out a tweet yesterday after... She, like, after this promo aired, she put out a tweet that said, I am the goddess of love and piss? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like an R. Kelly, I guess. I don't know what the fuck's oh, going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. I piss on you. I piss on you, I piss on you, I piss on you. Seriously, man. What the fuck are we watching now? Thank God I missed this part because I, I really know. did. Well, so, so let me get this straight. This bitch, whoever she is, is the the goddess of love and piss? That is what her, uh, that is what she tweeted out after, after the show. Yes. I am the goddess of love and piss. And, uh, I just well, I don't know about you, Chris. Japan, you're a weird country. (laughs) Well, this is the country that also has condoms as ice cream bars. Yep, true story. Fucking weird. It's a fact. I don't know what's up with that, but it's true. (laughs) Yeah. So, so the way that this promo basically worked is, it looks like there's there's an American side of this tournament, right? Um but Rio's in the American side of the tournament, which confused me. And then there's a Japanese side of the tournament. So it looks like there's going to be two separate tournaments happening. Right. Um, you know, one on this side of the, the, the world and one on the other side in Japan. And then the finalists will face each other. So I don't know. I'm really kind of hoping that the goddess of uh, <laughs> piss and love will fight Nyla Rose. And then that'll just be wonderful. <laughs> Oh, shit. Speaking of Nyla Rose, between you bet- the two of them, they'll be able to bring all the bodily fluids. Oh, <clears throat> man. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> speaking of bodily fluids, but did you bet Tyler Rex, bro? <laughs> oh, God. What I, the I don't fuck? care, man. Like, What the fuck? Wait, wait. And what's, what I'm even more confused about, right? He's married, dude, to a chick, and she seems cool with it. Can someone... Uh... Uh, I mean... Please, explain, please. I don't really care what he's doing with makeup and hair. Like, like <laughs> that's all he's doing is he's changed his makeup and hair. That's it. He's, he's, it's not like he's actually getting parts removed or anything. He's just, you know, he's... now he identifies a certain way, so... He's got breasts, bro. Yeah. I mean, that's... But, I mean... I, I don't know. I, I, you know what? I'm gonna just stick with. I have nothing to say about this <laughs> unless he fights Nyla Rose because oh, that would be fun. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> wow, what a bizarre world we live in. That's all. Look, each to their own, whatever. But uh, I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not up on all that. Uh, we're going to move on all that Jericho and MJF are celebrating backstage. Uh, you know, they want the inner circle to celebrate with them, even though a bunch of them were in the match that they just won. So, you know, way to go guys. Um, and then Sammy starts acting like a spoiled little bitch again. I I don't know, dude, like it feels like they want to push this guy as like a potential baby face breakaway, 
But I like to me personally, Sammy Guevara is very unlikable right now. I, I think I that maybe he needs to develop a face persona because, like, right now, every time he talks, I'm just like, Sammy, like, you sound like a little girl <laughs> who's pissed off. Like, I have two little girls, <laughs> and he sounds like my four year old having mm. a fucking temper tantrum. <laughs> Daddy, if you do that again, I'm gonna be mad. Okay. <laughs> Okay, my love, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> oh, that's literally the way that Sammy Guevara comes across on the fucking screen, man. It's like he's oh. a pissed off four year old. He's a pissed. That's the new one, man. Sammy, the pissed off four year old Guevara, bro. Uh, you heard it here first on the skirmish. <laughs> well, man, you know what? Look, he's got star written all over him. He's definitely got future potential. But like you just said, where are they going? Because I feel like he's still you want to boo the guy you know what i'm saying and plus he's still too young i don't know if it's because he's still got a baby face or whatever you want to call it right but his face is just so not likable you know what i mean so i don't know maybe once he gets a little bit older you know he changes physically a little bit you know what i mean and then he can play that baby face role yeah. but right now forget about it yeah well and just maybe it's just the way that he's booked but Maybe we Maybe. can start calling him Sammy Cuatro Años or something like that. Uh, Sammy Cuatranos. <laughs> what, what, Cuatranos did you four say? Four years. <laughs> Cuatro Años. Cuatranos. <clears throat> Sammy uh -huh. Cuatranos. Um, anyway, <laughs> Jericho goes chasing after him because, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't want him to, to be having a temper tantrum uh, <laughs> in the halls. And um, MJF you know, kind of sneakily says to the rest of the boys, hey, we need to talk. So, I don't know. It seems like they're pushing the whole idea of MJF taking over. And Did cetera, I not call this we, as well? We've kind of known where they're going yes. with this. We yeah. said this from day one that MJF joined the fucking group. That's where it's going, 100%. And this is the thing about AEW, man. You can see their shit from a long way, like, back. You know what I mean? They try to be cute and shit with their booking, but man, if you understand professional wrestling, you see right through it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the only thing that's annoying. Like, but you know, it's cool, whatever. It's professional wrestling. I get it, right? But it just, it's just so obvious. I mean, where else would you go with this anyway? But what's disappointing me even more, what's going on with fucking LAX? Yeah, dude, they're... <sighs> They need to break away from this team because these guys are main event tag team like material. And I don't know. They just they're not getting on TV. They, they, and this is what drives me nuts, dude, is like these guys are getting booked that way. And then the fucking young bucks are getting booked as if they're Terminators. I, I, I don't get it. You're it's like it's it's like it's like if 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 Bret Hart was on your hmm. roster and also um I don't fucking know Evan Courageous, and you were booking Evan Courageous as your world champion to dominate fucking Bret Hart every time out in the ring. It's like, why are you doing this? You look fucking stupid. Why? <laughs> Fuck Evan fucking Courageous. Shout outs to you, my friend. <laughs> oh man, that's no that's no diss to Evan Courageous. Evan Courageous was a very very talented worker who like was good as a cruiserweight was a really excellent cruiserweight style wrestler but i'm just saying like the guy doesn't compare to bret hart and that to me is the more 
proper comparison of LAX right. who are legitimately one of one of my like top two or three tag teams in the world to the Young Bucks who I legitimately don't think know how to be professional wrestlers. I like I know everybody fucking loves these guys. I don't see it. They look like they're just stuck on the fucking indies. They've never, it looks like they've never been on TV and they have no idea how to sell to a mainstream audience. That's the truth. That's what I feel about those fucking guys. Oh man, I agree with you. Don't get me wrong. There's been times where I've hated those guys. Then I liked them. Then I hated them. Then I hated them. And then I hated them again. And that's where we're at now with these fucking young fucks. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. They're they're the bosses of the tag team, bro. You know what I mean? Like of the tag division. Like, what do you yeah. do? You know what I mean? They, 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 these guys think they're fucking over like Rover, bro. So. <laughs> yeah, they're over. Like, I'm over them. Let's put it <laughs> that way. <sighs> okay. Speaking of absolute fucking shit, uh, let's, let's get into the fucking wedding here. Um, I just want to say, like, before I even start, Jimmy, I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna review this wedding with you under duress because I literally don't think that there has ever been a good wrestling wedding ever, um, and I, I hate this before we even get started. Um, James Mitchell is officiating the wedding, so that's random. That was random. I was gonna ask you that, dude. What the fuck is? sinister minister aka james mitchell doing as the wedding dude like i it's just <laughs> uh, oh god bad bad tv um really bad tv uh they get into the actual guts here of the wedding um they exchange vows which i'm not sure if you know this uh jimmy but a vow a vow is a promise that a person makes. Right. It's, it's, it's where you say that I'm going to do this, um, you know, and I vow to do that. It's a, it's a promise. It is not simply talking about how you met or how hot you think each other are. <laughs> um, so apparently nobody in AEW knows what a fucking vow is because they said they were going to exchange vows and then they just talked about how hot each other are which like i i get that they're you know they're supposed to be shallow smarmy type heels and it's it's supposed to come across as oh these people are shallow but then if you're gonna say vow just make some really shallow vows just be like you know i i promise to stay with you you know as long as your tits aren't sagging (laughs) or like you know like you, you can do it in a way that still makes sense, but don't say, you know, now they're going to exchange vows and then just, I think you're hot. So like, <laughs> let's fucking stuff. I think you got a big car. <laughs> That's not a vow. <laughs> Fuck man. Well, no, literally, <laughs> literally you have the biggest cock was like about to be a fucking comment on this goddamn wedding. Awful <laughs> shit. Um, I just, just want to say about uh, Penelope, what the fuck's up with her white fucking hair? Why white hair? She looks worse in her fucking wedding gown than she does like every week. <laughs> so now he's marrying a 50 year old or what's, yep. what's happening there? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. I, like I said, man, there's never a good fucking reason for a wrestling wedding. It's just bad television every fucking time. 
Uh, Miro gives a best man speech, uh, which is nothing. Uh, there's a gift there from Chuck. It's a big, tall one, so you know it's you know pretty clear. Everyone's expecting it to be someone in there. Miro destroys the gift, um, and then Orange Cassidy shows up uh, from underneath the uh, cake, and Miro had been handcuffed to the post by by Chuck, so they ruin the wedding which was already, you know, well on its way to being just an awful fucking segment anyway. And then they added Orange Cassidy. So I'm not happy with any of this. Uh, this is garbage. And they've been building to this for for like months now. This is, this is the thing they've been building Miro towards. And um, big star, fuck. that guy. Big superstar, that guy, Miro. 2021, the year for, of super Miro, man. Duper, duper, duper star. <laughs> super duper, super duper, duper star. That's that's a new one, man. Definitely, the, the biggest, bro. The biggest. That's all I'm saying. This look, I took your advice and stopped watching it right there and then. I, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. You're probably right. It's gonna be the drizzling shits. I take your word for it. By the sounds of you, it sounded like the drizzling shit. So, I mean, what else is there to say other than Miro's a star in 2021, brother? Yeah, he's a super, super star. Um, you know, just just a word of warning to, like, anyone who's booking wrestling. Um, if you think to yourself that you have, like, a really cool idea for a wrestling wedding, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Like, you, you, you don't have a good idea. I don't care what your idea is. It's not a good idea. Don't do a wrestling wedding. Wrestling weddings are absolute fucking nightmare fuel. There's only one decent fucking wrestling wedding ever in my book. And I don't know if it's the first ever one. It could have been. But that was the Macho Man Miss Elizabeth wedding back at SummerSlam 91, I believe it was. The match made in heaven, mm -hmm. they called it. That was the only decent fucking wedding ever. I don't know if that was because I was young back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? But looking back on it, though, like, it was. It was actually a decent fucking... Because, you know, they went... Not only did they have a wedding in the ring, right? But they actually went to the function afterwards, right? You know, at the reception yep. and shit like that. And then, you know, there was, there was actual story going through there as well. You know what I'm saying? Where's this shit? Everything after that. Forget about it. It's just trash. It's just garbage. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that Macho Man and Elizabeth was a, you know, it was an iconic story that was told. Right. Um, and I feel like the wedding was a good way to, to, you know, to culminate and everything like that. And I feel like they did it with enough respect, though, too, at the time. Whereas they I did. think that you everything know. since then has been has been used as just a cheap way to get some kind of cheap reaction and it always feels cheap i'm like i hate wrestling weddings don't fucking book any more of these and but they continue to do it like like apparently it, it, it fucking it draws ratings bro <laughs> yeah it draws ratings <laughs> you know I'm pretty sure if you just like cut off Tony Khan's head in the middle <laughs> of the fucking ring, a lot of people would want to tune in and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> that doesn't turn into anything sustainable. It's like, it's like the old argument when like, 
you know, Goldberg came back and I'm like, okay, Goldberg should be off of my fucking TV forever. I never want to see this fucking guy again. Oh, but he pops a rating. Sure he does for one fucking week and then he's gone. And yeah, like, is he like, how much is he moving the needle? He's getting what, like 4,000 extra people to maybe watch. And then the next week they don't fucking watch because Goldberg's not on again. That's not the way you fucking book. No, he ain't popping no fucking numbers, bro. Like, seriously, no rating. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? But that's fine. I get it. Whatever. It is what it is, Chris. It is what it is. Speaking of which, uh, next up, we've got a lumberjack match. Oh, my Um, favorite. It's Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer in a lumberjack rematch from their... their, uh, from their extensive blow off after the gigantic mm. feud that included the Lucha Brothers. All right, I'm mm. I'm tired of of complaining about the Lucha Brothers stuff. This was a good hard hitting match. I'm not going to shit on these guys. They worked their butts off. Um, you could tell there was a like these guys were sweating like crazy by the end of this. Um, Archer wins. It, kind of made me laugh a little bit at the 50 50 booking right because what's um, the point what's the fucking point it done nothing for archer bro it done nothing no and losing last week didn't really like like that didn't do anything for anybody either especially now like you know maybe if eddie kingston had come out here and whooped his ass again you could say well right. look, like they're actually pushing eddie kingston a little bit and i mean i'd be down for that that's fine you got you know some guys gotta lose sometimes um, but no, it's just 50, 50 booking. I literally put 50, 50 lulls. Cause I know that, I know that if Chabello is listening, he's going to fucking laugh at this and be like, see, goddamn AEW and they're goddamn doing the same thing. Shout out to the glorious <laughs> professor. Shout outs, prof. Um, all right, moving on here. The next segment we have is uh, the FTR. Uh, they're backstage. They cut a promo about how they're not really like bad guys. You know, they're, you know, they're just, they're just, you know, they just want, they just want to be successful, just like everybody else. And then it it pans away, and it turns out that they've kidnapped Jungle Boy's boy. That made me laugh. What's the dude. guy's name again? Uh, the, fucking that piece of shit, fucking little Marco shit. Stunt. Marco Stunt. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I hope he's you know, gone because of this i hope he's ridden off that whole company after this fucking little scenario that that's been happening seriously you know how impact sometimes books like actual death angles I where like that, you know right, uh, right. ethan page got his heart ripped out yeah, yeah. and et cetera et cetera I would love for them to do an actual death angle with Marco stunt and just never see him again. Honestly, they could, I would rather they put like, they have like a whole episode dedicated to the life and times of Uh, Marco stunt and have like, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, an opening where like they, in the opening package, they, they ring the 10 bell salute for him. And I would, I would rather they have a permanent fucking statue <laughs> at the ramp of AEW than ever have to see this fucking guy work again. So I- I'm really, really hoping FTR murders him. Uh, I'm hoping that too. Although, bro. I- yeah, I really am. I- it would be good. I'm actually all for these cinematic storylines. As long as it kills off fucking Marco stunt, that's the only time I'll be all for it. If it kills him off for good, I'm down. 
Yep, exactly. Um, I got a question for you, Jimmy. And, uh, I, you know, if you need to think for a second, it's okay. Um, when was the last time we saw Joey Janela? Uh, about four weeks ago, maybe? Three weeks ago? Right. And what 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 happened three weeks ago with, with Joey Janela? Didn't he get his ass whooped? <laughs> he got his ass whooped by Omega. Right. right. It, was a, it was a failed attempt at a, at a championship, which, you know, I think we asked at the time, like, what the fuck has Joey Janela done to get a title shot? Like, he's what why is he challenging for a championship um why is he challenging (laughs) well i'm just gonna i'm gonna ask another question here jimmy um you know when aew first started doing their uh you know their news conferences and stuff you know tony khan i I seem to remember now and tell me if i'm right here i seem to remember tony khan saying that uh wins and losses were going to matter in aew do you do you remember that oh i I sure do chris (laughs) I sure do. Okay. Um, And so I'm just, you know, I'm not sure, Jimmy. I'm wondering. I'm very, I'm very perplexed by how the fuck (laughs) does Joey Janela get a goddamn shot at the TNT championship next week? How? What the fuck did I miss, Jimmy? It's either he's sucking off TK's dick, he's either pulling off TK's dick, or wins and losses don't actually matter. <laughs> Even though mm. apparently they've told us that it does matter. Well, in this case, either they think we're dumb and stupid and, we, and we're getting senile already and we're not supposed to remember anything, but this shit does not make sense. Why does Joey Janela, who stays off television for about four weeks at a time, end up becoming number one contender for the not only the world title and he lost now he's number one contender for the tnt fucking belt <laughs> i'm uh, i'm perplexed jimmy that's the word for it is perplexed and also fuck off joey <laughs> yeah um i guess he's a bad bad boy right he's a he's a bad bad wrestler is what he is and that too um <laughs> anyway he's gonna get a title shot next week and uh i i just my soul died a little bit knowing that i'm going to have to watch that and review that because i fucking hate this guy let me ask you look it's one thing having a a match a normal match right but why does this have to be a title match why can't it just be a match you know what just I mean? Just say, hey, I know I haven't been, I know I haven't been getting the wins I would need to get a title match with you, but uh, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's have a fight anyway, because I'm, you know, I don't like your skateboard or some shit. Like, <laughs> fuck it, like, come up with a fucking reason. It doesn't. It's not a. It, it's not a genius that you could have them literally bump into each other backstage right. and just have Joey Janela be like, look, man, I don't like you very much. I know I haven't been winning lately, so I can't get a title shot. But if you're down. Let's fucking throw down next week. See how easy it was for you to Boom, book that shit? That's it. But you know what You know what puzzles me even more, Chris? Let, let, let me ask you a question here, bro. Mm. Who the fuck is Joey Janela? <laughs> Isn't this guy the only one with a negative win-loss record that gets title shots? I mean, that's definitely how it, how it looks. He's uh he's colorful though, so maybe TK just likes people 
who are colorful, which I guess makes sense. That's what that's how the fucking young bucks apparently are booked too. Is just oh look, they have colorful stuff on them. Let's book them strong. <laughs> it I, must be the glasses, bro. It's got to be. That's definitely <laughs> the glasses. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Yep. Um, let's get away from that and get as far away from Joey Janela as humanly possible forever. Um. Yeah, title shot next week. Everybody <laughs> look forward to it. Um, the, so we're getting on to the main event here. It's uh, Omega with uh, Anderson and Gallows versus Phoenix, Pac, and John Moxley, who are all super good friends. The Bang Bang Club. Some... And the fucking Triangle the of Bang Mo- Bang Club and the... <laughs> what the fuck else is it dude like i mean fuck i where was penta is what it is i think no i don't know I, i'm not even <laughs> going to attempt to make a joke about this it's stupid uh, it's fucking dumb aw jesus christ <laughs> um the match here it's uh I found it to be a little bit of a mess, to be honest with you. Like these are all really talented wrestlers and you'd expect them to have like a really smooth match. I'm not sure if there was just, and I know this sounds strange because I mean, it's, it's sort of a technically good thing for a tag match to have quick tags in and out, but I just felt like no one was able to really shine much um, at all in this match for the first, maybe half of the match. And then Phoenix came in, and oddly enough, he was moving quicker than everyone else. But it was, for some reason, very there was some clarity of movement in what he was doing, and he was able to stay in the ring and shine up for long enough that it sort of woke me up as, a, as like, the audience member or whatever. So right. um, these six guys are all, like, top-shelf professional wrestlers. Every single one of these guys are great. I know if you're, I know that there are probably people listening right now and being like, oh, but Phoenix does all that flippy stuff too. Yes, but Phoenix does the flippy stuff. I've never That's seen it. him try he to spear someone who's 300 pounds. Thank you, Chris. That's exactly what he does. His shit is the flippy stuff. How can you hate someone that fucking. That's his thing. That's his gig. You know what I mean? But the Bang Bang Club, yeah. look, like you were saying, right, before, I get what you're saying, but the problem here is, again, is this a Bedlam tag match? Is this a Texas Tornado match? Is this <laughs> is this just a normal tag match? Is it a Brooklyn street fight? Is it a Jacksonville fucking street fight? Like, what the fuck is this shit? Because what's the point of tagging? Chicago if no street fight. Chicago street fight? <laughs> a fucking Memphis fucking backlot brawl match? Like, what the fuck? Uh... <laughs> we can go on and on and on and on, right? The thing is, what's the point of the tags if halfway through the match, no one was tagging, everyone was all over the place. It kind of reminded me of the Hard to Kill match with, um, what's it called? Moose, Rich Swan, and uh, Chris yeah, Saban. Like, just, just similar sort of the way the match was written out, if that makes any sense. Like, just the way it was laid out. Yeah. Just, yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, again, yeah. there's a situation where, like, the referee's counting to five, you know, and at right. five, he's supposed to disqualify you because you're only supposed to have five seconds in the ring. And then 
that's it. Get out of the ring. And if you don't, then you get disqualified. But, I mean, the referee's counting to five, and then he's just kind of turning around like, I wonder what I'm gonna, <laughs> where I'm going to go for supper after <laughs> this match is done. Uh, you know what it reminded me of, dude? I, I thought uh, of Steve Urkel for a minute. It's like, ah, did I do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, seriously. Like, the poor guy, if I was the ref, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck you, motherfuckers. I'm counting to fucking six. The match is over. It's done. That's it. And if they want to yeah. get fucking pissed off, learn the fundamentals. Yep. Not hard. Exactly. Just learn how to fucking wrestle. It, like, you're a wrestler. You should know how to wrestle. <laughs> like, I, you know, I run heavy equipment, Jimmy. <laughs> so when I get behind, uh, you know, when I'm operating a fucking backhoe, um, I don't forget how to run a fucking backhoe or like... <laughs> you know, jump in it, break the fucking boom off within a few seconds. I, like, I know how to operate the thing because that's right. what I fucking do. If you're a professional wrestler, you should know the fucking rules of wrestling and how to fucking do things. Well, well Chris, you bring up an interesting point because you just said it yourself. You know what you're doing. Surely these guys know what the fuck they're doing in their profession, but why aren't they doing it? Is it because they don't give a shit? Or they legitimately don't care? Or they just don't know? And, and, and I'm not thinking it's the latter, dude. Yeah, I, I you know, it, it, it really is one of those things that makes you wonder. And I know that just recently, too, um, Scorpio Sky actually came out right, and, right. Uh, you know, in an interview. And he said, he said, like, I, you know, I want to work more like Bret Hart. That's what I think is good wrestling. I think there's too much, you know, flippy stuff. And, and that's coming from a flippy guy. <laughs> Well, and, you know, I've seen people, you know, criticize him and be like, oh, you know, he doesn't know, what the, like, then he should, you know, then he should be fucking doing it because, like, he's the worst, you know, he's one of these flippy guys, too. But the thing is, is, like, the truth, the truth about it is that Scorpio Sky has been, you know, essentially an indie worker for right. his entire career. Like, I know that people won't like hearing that, right? But he hasn't True. been in front of major audiences before. And if he's able to get that you know hey professional wrestling in front of you know actual audiences like in in front of almost a million people looks fucking stupid if i'm you know doing all this flippy shit if he's able to connect with that within a year then i think that that deserves a lot of praise to be honest with you i think good he's learning i agree a hundred percent i saw that article that you're talking about the one thing is he has worked big crowds in japan of course right so we'll give him that. But you know what? He's right. He's, he's fucking right. I mean, if he can... S I'm glad he was the one that came out and said that shit because it came straight from a flippy guy. You know what I'm saying? So during this time off that we haven't really seen him, I don't know if he's sort of trying to bulk up or, or if he's nursing an injury or whatnot, but I'm hoping he's taking his time away to actually change his style and shit. And maybe we're going to see a whole new Scorpio Sky, man. Cause that's the feeling I'm getting. I'd be, I'd be down for it. Cause I think that he has a ton of charisma too. Like he's, he's one of these guys that when he's on the screen, you, you do want to watch him. And even when he's making mistakes, you're like, okay, well he kind of screwed that up, but I still want to see what he's doing. So if he, if he really is dedicated to the idea of, you know, working a, a snug, intelligent wrestling style, like Bret Hart, I, I mean, 
look, man, you know me, I'm down anytime somebody says they want to work like Bret Hart. I, you get my thumbs up. You get my Canadian I, approval as soon as you say that shit. I agree, but they're, they're big shoes to fill, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But at least, you know what? I'll give him an A for effort and, and an A for trying, man, because if he pulls it off, great. If he doesn't, oh, well, he can lean back on his fucking SCU fucking shit. Yeah, he's still he's still charismatic no matter right. what happens. Um, but anyway, back to this match. Uh, we'll just we'll just cut to the end here because it's not like I said. It's the match is actually a little bit of a mess for me. I, I enjoyed the match. Let's not get that twisted. I actually liked it. Yeah, it was a fucking clusterfuck though. But I actually enjoyed it. But maybe because of the end though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that makes one of us. Uh, anyway, the Bullet Club go over with the Magic Killer, um, and then so so the, the the Magic Killer gets hit, and then they're beating up Phoenix, right? And Pac is is there, who we know has a good like relationship with Phoenix, right? Right. Um, but then the guy with the real relationship with Phoenix, the guy who like really has that strong understood bond that we've seen really grow and develop over the last year here on the show uh archer comes out oh. to save <laughs> again and this this made me really fucking mad because like two weeks ago when when archer lost to kingston and then he was getting his ass handed to him i was like where's phoenix like where the fuck is this guy he didn't come out to help but then Phoenix is in trouble, so Archer came out to help. I'll I'll be serious with you, man. If you and me were like were like buddies, were this, yeah. like a tag team or something, and, and done you the didn't come out to help me, <laughs> one week, right? And then the next week somebody was kicking your ass, I'd be like, yeah. So, hey guys, where you want to go for steak afterwards? <laughs> but like, that's a rat job, no, dude. True. I'm not fucking helping you. That's a rat job, bro. I wouldn't fucking rem- I would wouldn't forget that shit. I'd be like, really, Phoenix? Really? Like, really, you bitch ass? I'm still fucking. I'm still saving your fucking Mexican fucking cooler. Like, fucking seriously, man. Like, it's it's dumb, bro. It's dumb. It's lame. Stupid. Lame. lame. It's stupid fucking booking. It's lazy. Speaking of lazy and lame. It's a big no. <laughs> All right. That's one of the no's yeah. of the night. That was just fucking dumb and stupid, like you said, man. So why not call him the triangle of stupid? By the way, a triangle, just in case AEW is, in, is unfamiliar with this. I mean, I know that this seems like very basic understanding here, but maybe it's lost in translation and like something about the douche language doesn't pick this up. <laughs> a triangle has three <laughs> points, okay? So if Archer's a part of it, it can't be the triangle anymore because there's four of them. <laughs> And there's not four points in a triangle. It's the just gonna put that out there. What was the team called again? The triangle of death. What the fuck was it called? The death triangle. Okay, so now we got yeah. the death square. The death square. That's what we've got now, right? Oh god. I mean, that's what it is. It's a square because a square has four sides. It's a fucking square. Like, it is what it is. It's a fucking square, so fuck you, AEW and TK. It's not a fucking triangle anymore. 
It's a fucking square, all right? Jeez, the inner square. Yeah. <sighs> okay, well, Moxley hits the ring to attack Kenny. Uh, he beats him up, and then a, a, a masked man comes out and attacks him uh, from behind, and then he pulls off his mask oh, to reveal man. that it's Hideo Itami? Uh, anyway, AKA he hits Kenta. his, uh, his go to sleep. Oh yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's right. Kenta. Yeah. <laughs> for, for those of you who watch Japanese wrestling, his name is Kenta in Japan. Um, he, I was good. You know, I did have it written down as he hits the go to sleep, but I don't think that's actually what happened. I'm pretty sure his knee missed by about two feet. It was a really, really bad execution of that move. Um, but but the the importance of this is not in Huge, like bro. the in ring what happened. It's it, the importance of this is there is a New Japan pro wrestling uh, star uh, pushing New Japan business on an on the end of an AEW Dynamite show, which to me <laughs> certainly appears to point to something big on the horizon you're more familiar with the japanese stuff jimmy how big is this bro i'm gonna get heat for this right because people are gonna call me look at this fucking mark tard and shit right because i'm into japanese wrestling well guess what it's huge i don't give a shit if it doesn't pop a million right in the ratings it's not even about the ratings bro right it's not even about that shit it's just the significance of this happening is massive bro i'm i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie chris when i saw that happen i was jumping up and down like a little bitch bro you know the way you were you you were reacting when with the sting when sting first appeared that's how i felt about that ending mm -hmm. even though i saw this coming the hints were there if you watch new japan i mean moxie turned up on new japan last week as well but that's mm -hmm. not that's not anything new because he does go back and forth right but um but anyway that's not the point the point is this was the forbidden fucking partnership that was never supposed to happen and it just looks like those doors have been kicked the fuck down and i've got i'm not gonna lie i'm fucking excited bro that means we're gonna see kenny back in japan hopefully and all that shit that's the kenny you need that everybody that never followed him before AEW needs to see because that's a sight to see bro i'm telling you I'm telling you now, if he's, if he, I can't wait to see him back in Japan, bro. That, that's all I'm saying. But Kenta fucking up Moxley, it's huge, bro. Bullet Club as well. He's a Bullet Club member, so it made sense. You know what I mean? But I'm not sure where that's going, right? I don't know if, uh, if we're going to have an elite sort of versus Bullet Club bullshit, OG Bullet Club that we already had before, or we're going to have one big happy family. Either way, I'm excited, bro. That ending made me forget about all that shit that was happening beforehand i feel like at least in the in the social media they're definitely pushing towards um an american club versus japanese club uh 
skewed. I mean, if, if you follow along, like I don't even, I, I, again, I'm not, a, I'm not big into Japanese uh, wrestling, but I do have, you know, lots of friends on the internet who are big into Japanese wrestling. And you see, you know, Tama Tonga constantly tweeting about what's happening over here and how much, you know, he, he hates Kenny and, you know, he doesn't respect the, you know, the good brothers, etc. I would really, really love to see that um, because it's something that I think that people have been sort of fantasy booking for what, 15 years now, you know, that, that kind of a possibility of, you know, the people who have come over to America, but who used to be Bullet Club uh, going up against the, you know, you, you might call it the OG Bullet Club, but That's the Japanese version. Right. But let me yeah. tell you something, Chris. And, and I mean, to me, to me, I really, I would, like, from what I've seen, I would really, really like to see Kenny Omega and Switchblade. Uh, Jay White, I think that that would be a really great match. And uh, I think they could really build it as faction versus faction. And I think that it would, I don't know if it really moves the needle for the casual fan, but I really think that it, it strengthens all the companies involved no matter what. Well, well, look, I just want to say, Chris, first of all, that storyline that you're suggesting has actually already happened with the same parties, like other than Gallows and Anderson being involved, right? So, and that was only a couple of years ago. This just, but in Japan. In Japan. Well, yeah, it was in Japan, but it was happening in America too. It was happening, actually, even in Australia, it was part of the storyline. But yes, it was New Japan progressing. But also what I wanted to tell you, I don't know if you know the history of, of, of the Bullet Club, but do you know what the club stands for, really? Not a clue. No? All right. It was a group that was formed for the Gaijins. For people that don't know what Gaijin means, it means like a non-Japanese person, right? So it was a, it was a clan that was formed for the non-Japanese people, right? And now it's become a little bit fucking like, it's not what it is anymore because we've got Japanese wrestlers in there. But originally there was never supposed to be any Japanese wrestlers. It was only outsiders, right? That's what the group stood for. That's what it was. So technically when you say Japan versus like America, America or whatever, technically it's, it's supposed to be a, a Westerner group anyway. That's what it was created for. Mm-hmm. But, 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 and, and that storyline happened not too long ago. So I don't know if they're going to go that route. I personally want, I don't want to see that again. I want to see them all get together and just fuck shit up. Like, that's just me. But knowing Tamatanga and shit like that, I don't know. Cause really, Tamatanga is, is, is close to those boys, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know, man. I don't know where we're going to go. But look, the, the only thing I'm concerned about is with this pandemic still. Oh, yeah. And, and I want to say also, with Switchblade, Kenny and, and, uh, and Jay White have also had feuds right before he left for AEW. They were feuding. And Jay White actually beat him for the IWGP United States Championship, actually, funny enough. Beat Kenny Omega, that is, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But I just hope with this pandemic, right, how are they going to do this? Like... Are we going to have wrestlers quarantining for 14 days? And then what happens to Dynamite, for example? Like, how? I don't know, man. It's going to be tricky, that's for sure. So, uh, look, I was listening to what Meltzer had to, had to say, and he, he thinks because of the pandemic, they had to quicken this shit, like, speed it up. 
right? And hence why we got Kenta here. But um, like, there's still concerns because of of COVID and how this is going to work. So look, I'm excited, but I hope I'm not getting excited for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I'm still waiting for more of, uh, and I know this, you know, haha. Ha, um, but I'm still waiting for more of an impact <laughs> for you yeah. know the first connection that we saw between Impact and and AEW. Right, I'm still waiting right. for. What I'm still waiting for Moose, you know, to show up and beat the fuck out of Kenny or something. So, so like Chris, I, I'm still waiting for something really big to happen. Well, let me ask you a question about this, right? I'm glad you brought that up. Did did TK sign his partnership just to get the fucking good good brothers in AEW pretty much? Or because clearly AEW do not give a flying fuck about anybody else in fucking Impact Wrestling other than Don Callis and the good brothers. Like, come on. Am I tripping? That seems to be the case, yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, that definitely seems to be pretty accurate. Yeah. I feel like Impact Wrestling is getting screwed, bro. Like, bad, man. They're getting screwed, bro. They're getting screwed. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but they're getting screwed. Yeah, well, and if this forbidden door is really open here with AEW and New Japan, Impact is really going to feel like they've been left behind because that's just a bigger connection. It just is. It's a bigger connection uh, around it the is. world. It's going to do is. bigger business. Um, you know, you can talk about AEW only hitting so many people, right, in, in America. And I know that, like, as a North American fan, I oftentimes kind of chuckle about, you know, uh, you know, they're big in Japan. I'm like, okay, they're big in Japan. There's literally a song called Big in Japan <laughs> because... Like, that's a joke over here. It's literally a joke for us. Like, it's not, it's like, yeah, you're big in Japan. Fucking you. Um, but it does make a big difference. Like, and I really think the New Japan is, is, I mean, my God, man. I don't know. To me, this is a huge potential. This, this, this could be something really, really, truly special. And uh, I hope as a wrestling fan that it is. But um, I'm with you. I'm right now i'm definitely cautiously optimistic because right. you know the 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 impact connection I, i'm not willing to just give up on it now but so far it looks like they fucked it up they fucked uh, it, sting coming out they, they fucked, fucked it up, it up. <laughs> um you know ftr they fucked it up i love them they <laughs> fucked it up miro oh, fuck. they fucked it up they fucked it <laughs> It's like, do, Dude, can we continue? Bro, bro, do, you, do you ever Lance Archer? Bro, do you? Yeah, oh, they fucked it up. Lance Archer, they <laughs> fucked it up. Um, God damn. Well, well that that reminds um, me, Chris. This segue into the nose of the fucking night, bro. Speaking of okay, fucking let's, shit let's up, let's go ahead and make that segue. So okay, you can start. Um, any other. Okay, for the next six months, if anyone back there wants to book a multi-man or multi-tag tag tag team <laughs> battle royal, multiple person, everybody's in the ring doing everything to everyone at every moment, no, fuck <laughs> no, stop that. That's fucking enough. And and if you're gonna book another wrestling wedding for Christ's sake again, 
No, no more fucking wrestling weddings because they fucking suck. Uh, Darby, er, Tony Schiavone uh, <laughs> saying, Sting! <laughs> uh, no, it's over. I don't want to fucking hear it anymore. No, fuck off. And if the workers start fucking cheering and start chanting, whoa, 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 again, I'm going to jump off a bridge. So that's a big fucking no. All right, stop doing that, please. Um, the goddess of love and piss. I'm going to go ahead and say oh, no. <laughs> that's a no from me, dog. That's a big fucking no from me, bro. <laughs> that's disgusting. And one more fucking big no. What's up with the acclaimed rapping, but they were talking? Like, they look so, like... So now when they're upset, they, they just rap it? Like, that's just a big no from me, bro. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just fucking well, talk gonna, instead of rapping it. Go ahead and, and say I agree. Yeah. Um, oh, one more thing. Uh, Joey Janela ever getting another title shot on TV? No. That big fucking no. And, and, and another thing related to Joey Janela, how does a wrestler with a negative win-loss ratio where apparently a company tells us that wins and losses actually matter is a fucking no, all right? That's no. That's a no. big no. Big fucking no. So go fuck yourself, also, TK. Also, four-sided triangles? Oh, yes, no. yes. Four-sided... That, yes, that doesn't work. Four-sided triangles, no such fucking thing, TK. You muppet. Fuckhead. Anyway, no. Uh, I mean, we can no. fucking say no. Oh, <laughs> D was looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yes, that's a square. Exactly, D. It's a square. If you need, you can figure that out. Shoutouts <laughs> to D, who is already, you know, better at booking than Tony Khan. <laughs> right. No doubt about it. All right. All right. Well, that's the end of the nose. That's the end of the night. Um... You know, tune in next week. Hopefully, something cool will happen with New Japan. I'd be down to see it. Um, even though, like I said, I've never really been in Japanese wrestling. I have seen clips, and it looks like it would be fun to see some crossover. Uh, I like Kenta. He was uh, he was good in NXT whenever he wasn't injured. Um, and I've seen some clips of him in Japan, and he is a hard hitting motherfucker. Uh, but for uh, Jimmy T, I'm Chris Ams. This has been the Skirmish. Um, yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.
listening to the Rational Rage Network. It's all about love. But what is love? And I may not have necessarily did a great bachelor party for you. I may not necessarily brought a present for you. But Kip, I am your present. My knowledge 
is your present. My power is your present. My viciousness is your present. That's a pretty good present. And speaking of presents, what is that right over there? It's been driving me insane. Oh, this is for you. Look at this. This is for Mr. Charles over here. Right. Well, there you go. There you have it. Look at this. Mr. Charles, as I said, I've been to many weddings. I've seen many surprises. And I would say, hold this for a second. Nothing in it. Oh, they say you can work with anybody. He, I, I guess he, he, I guess he thought there was something because with Charles' gift or something was in it. I, I, Charles, now clean this. Yeah. And I don't want to see any more of your presence. Now clean that up. And knowing the best friends, I can't say I blame you, right? No, not, not between the history. As I was saying, what is love? Love is something. I like that song. Here we go. What is love? Well, this is a new. I got the, I got the reception. What is love?
to the Rational Rage Network.